Elijah Schaefer is host of Slightly Offensive, and Sydney Watson is a popular YouTuber and commentator. Together, they are the host of the new Blaze TV show, You Are Here, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This show is brought to you by yeah. Elevate Farms. Elevate Farms is a technology and IP-based indoor farm that produces traditional farm-grown equivalent products at wholesale market price with a global footprint. Go to elevate.farm for more information. Sydney, Elijah, thanks for joining me. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> it's been a day, uh, but no, we're doing really well. We're excited to uh, to chat to you. Uh, we're actually in the middle of doing rehearsals for our new show, which is a time-consuming but fun process. So. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we're also making fun of you too. I'm so sorry you live in a in a prison colony uh, up there. We live in Texas. It's the land of the free and the home of the brave. And unfortunately, oh. we're like one of the last four states still uh, actually practicing our freedoms. Well, what made you guys want to start a show together, a new show on Blaze TV there? Um, I would say that, well, so I've been harassing Elijah for probably about three years now mm -hmm. to do a show with me, and we just never found the right opportunity. And then suddenly this one kind of just fell in our lap a little bit. And we thought, well, let's do it because we're very much on the same wavelength when it comes to our political stances. We're very much on the same wavelength when it comes to the way that we think about the world. And where we differ, we actually, I think, strengthen each other. So I just think it's from being mates and also being two political commentators who thought that we could actually do something different. Yeah, actually, she's just being too nice. Justin Trudeau. And that's the reality. And so is uh, Brzezikian, however you pronounce it, and J Dan Andrews and Joe Biden, who's a dementia patient, <laughs> fortified his way into the uh, office. We're sick of it. We're actually going mad and we were going crazy and we realized we need an outlet every day. That's the honest thing. We need an hour every day to just get our brains out and to try to make sense of the world. And the idea for the show was I feel in politics right now like a eight-year-old me felt in a 1990s mall when I was lost and my mom <laughs> told me that she was at Victoria a secret and I didn't know who's Victoria. Why can't we? Why does she have a secret? Why can't I go and meet her there? So I would go to the map, and I'd find the map in the mall, and I would see, look for the little pin that said "You are here," and then that would show me and help me to orientate myself and know where I was going. And so we decided that we feel like little kids lost in the world, and nothing makes effing sense, Andrew. It doesn't make sense. So we have to try to make sense of it every day. This is basically the plot to the next Kevin Smith movie, I think, is what you're actually saying. So you mentioned how great Texas is, and I'm very jealous. It's becoming sort of the new epicenter of content from everything from comedy to politics. Why do you think that is? You see so many creators moving to Texas. You see, you know, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk, as Alex Jones says, they want to start the new Hollywood in uh, Austin, Texas. Why do you see it as the point for everybody to come together at? Probably because they're not, the state is not choking people with taxes, I would say. I don't know. Texas is a, is a free state where you can do what you want. You can own guns. You have actual civil liberties here that aren't being trampled on for the most part by the state. And I think that a lot of these Californians are going, oh, that looks pretty great. And then they hop over a couple borders and get here. And now they're slowly destroying our state. Isn't that right, Elijah? Yeah, they've come they've come here and they've begun to rebuild Hollywood literally down in Austin and it's growing yeah. and it's it's unfortunately even the cities here are blue but I don't think people are really going to turn cuz a lot of the country is rural and people live rural and it's a big population but ultimately people are coming here simply because this is one of the last places that gives you individual liberty that's that's all it is is that we you don't have to wear masks our government sues you know private businesses for violating your rights here in Florida have been the strongest strongest places and people don't want to go to Florida because it's too hot and also people in Florida are very interesting. I don't know if you've heard about 
Florida people. But what's what's an equivalent in Canada and Australia of Florida people? For, for Florida people? Okay, in, in Australia, the equivalent is Queenslanders or people from up north in Darwin. They're very, very odd. Uh, and I don't know, in Canada, I guess all of you, all of you are a bit bloody My wife's deranged. from Queensland. Yeah, but that's also why your wife is a she's an interesting human, is she not? Yeah. Um, I don't know the equivalent. Andrew, what's the equivalent in Canada besides like the entire country? You guys are so mean. Um, Newfoundland, I guess, the East Coast. They have funny accents. And don't they, they just... have a funny? Uh, yeah, yeah. Aren't they on like an island? It is a Newfoundland, you this... might say. Do you see? This is what happens. You put people on islands and they go mental. Yeah, but, you know, we do love Canadians. Actually, I do love the Canadians that are booing Justin Trudeau everywhere. Like, whoever you are that is going around on his tour, like, mobbing his bus, making him feel scared and intimidated, good on you. Because they should feel scared and intimidated when they take away your human rights. And remember, people of the crown, the government doesn't <laughs> give you your rights. The government doesn't give you rights. God gives you your rights. You are born with them. They're inalienable. And just because we have a constitution different than yours doesn't mean that that doesn't hold true. And if you don't believe in God, then they come from the air. They come from you being born. There you go. For all of you sciencey atheist people. You know what, Elijah's always taking stabs at me because now I'm like out and proud that I'm agnostic atheist. And so everything that, everything he says is like, so Sydney, Jesus. And I'm like, mm, yes, interesting point there. So anyway, That's very two, 2007 of you, uh, Sydney. Oh, I'm a cool edgy, a cool, edgy atheist. Uh, what's that? What was that show that was popular on YouTube in 2007? The atheist talk from, that's in Texas too, isn't it? I don't Pro know. Probably. I know. It's like, you should start a YouTube channel, Sydney. Oh my God. Holy crap. Should I? And I we, have this, like... we have this nice little mic swivel. We have a yeah. little swivel going because we only have one mic in my house. For, for your viewers, Andrew, we should let them know that we've really put you through hell this afternoon uh, trying to get this interview sorted. We've definitely screwed your life up and we are very, very sorry about that. But you know, I guess that, that sort of feeds into the entire premise of our show, which is you are here, everything's a mess, and so are we. Yep, and also we have a fancy studio that has more than one mic, so we're really sorry that we had to do this out of my home, uh, my home studio, which was modeled after um, InfoWars. That's what I said, that's yeah. right off the top. I said there's the InfoWars Info studio. Sydney, you're Australian, like I hear. InfoWars. <laughs> yes, I am, in fact, Australian. Um, I want to get your thoughts on what's happening there. And uh, it's obviously terrible. You've released a bunch of content um, from Slightly Offensive about you're getting commentary on what's going on there. It's basically turned into a police state. Uh, there, I saw a video yesterday of the barrier between the states, people having to come and hug over the barrier. I don't know why they just don't cross, um, shaking hands and everything. But now we're starting to get videos of these COVID camps that are being built um, out in the middle of nowhere. You'll you might know where it is more accurately, but I want to show this video and get your reaction to it. Justin, do we have that, please? Gold standard of quarantine, separate cabins, on-site testing, catering, and so far, no known breaches. But the Queensland government reckons it can do better. This is going to be a great boost for our defence against the Delta virus. State Cabinet has signed off on the WellCamp facility first proposed seven months ago. Businessman John Wagner will build it next door to his airport. We will have the first 500 beds operational before Christmas. The state government will lease it and run it. The cost to taxpayers is being kept under wraps. What fantastic value it will be if we can avoid just one lockdown. The federal government's previously rejected the plan 
on grounds it's too far from a tertiary hospital. But the Deputy Premier's declared it... The perfect location. Still... So best case scenario, Sydney, this is just a friendly place to quarantine if you don't have a place to go. In Canada, the COVID hotels, which I like to mention some of which were owned by, some of which were owned by China, it didn't work out very well. Um, allergies, people not being informed of when they can stay or go, uh, allegations of sexual assault. What, are your, what is your takeaway from this, that there's a literal camp being built for quarantiners? Yeah, I mean, I'm not tremendously surprised considering that Australia loves doing this sort of stuff. I mean, it is a penal colony after all, or it was a penal colony rather. I shouldn't even make that joke because I always get really mad at that. But like on a serious note, um, I look at this and it makes me sick. Uh, they're building a quarantine facility similar to this one actually up the road, uh, just, just maybe 10, 15 minutes up the road from where my parents uh, live, which is quite strange when you consider that. And I guess the general thing, you know, for anybody who's watched the videos coming out of these quarantine facilities, there's one, Andrew, that I don't know if you saw, but uh, one one young man was filming the facility that he was in, and he said that a woman was chastised by police because she pulled her mask down to have some tea, to have a sip of her tea. And I guess I'm just at a point where I look at my home country and I just think, and like Elijah can make jokes about it because he's got a wonderful sense of humor, whereas I'm a little bit doom and gloom. And I look at this and I, it makes me really mad. I don't know what else to say about it. How would you feel if your countrymen are being shoved into quarantine camps and expected to participate in this nonsense when people need to remember that Australia, Australia has had fewer than a thousand deaths out of 26 million people? It's just absurd. It's all absurd. I'm over it. Elijah, there is now an app in Southern Australia, and this was reported on our website the other day, that quarantine individuals need to, you know, give their location and provide a photograph to prove they're at home. And I want to read a quote from the article. It says, the state will text them at random times and thereafter they will have 15 minutes to take a picture of their face in the location where they're supposed to be. Should they fail, the local police department will be sent to follow up in person. Quote, we don't tell them how often or when. On a random basis, they have to reply within 15 minutes, according to Premier Stephen Marshall. Any thoughts on that? What type of person gets on board with a program like this, Elijah? Evil people. These people, uh, there's no good words for them since it's a children-friendly show. They suck <laughs> boiled eggs, you know? They really do. If you're if you're siding with this stuff, you're a pathetic imbecile. You're a loser. And I will call you names because you're, you're siding with not only the wrong side of history, but with tyranny, with fascism, with authoritarianism. Some place, it depends where you go. It's a combination of all three. It could be tech oligarchies working with authoritarian leaders. It could be literal fascism, as we're seeing in places like France and malls, as you're seeing in Australia. I mean, an app like this is is the ultimate police state. And it's so sad, uh, ultimately speaking, that we've gotten to the point to where they've used the industrial revolution and the technological revolution that's followed as a means to destroy us and to weaken us, which is why looks like it didn't work out so well for us in the end. And our phones have been our downfall. We've been addicted to them. We've been using them. People are used to giving up all their information to Snapchat. You know, on Instagram, their terms of service are so strong that technically they have the right to spy on you too. If you, As long as you use their app, you don't even have to agree to anything. You just have to have their app downloaded and a profile made, and they technically could spy on anything that you do on your device. So since we've gotten so used to this already, people are like, oh, I guess this is just the same thing, except for the fact that they use your information, Instagram and Snapchat, to sell to 
to advertisers. And in this case, they're going to use your information to send you to jail uh, or to give you a massive fine. So that we've we've really devolved here um, as a society. And that's just to show you the point. I mean, I know this is a sort of hammering like an old nail here, but I mean, Australians gave up their guns in 1996. They they traded uh, liberty for safety, and that's essentially what they're doing here again today. And m- many of them are so cucked out. They're just super cucked out to the government that they're snitching on each other and people are afraid. They don't know who's a snitch and who's not. And so now this is even worse. I mean, if you have a phone, you are now a prisoner in your own country. And there's not much you could do besides use violence or vote these people out. And I hope it's the latter. I want to talk about something that's closer to home to you, Elijah, which is the Afghanistan topic. There's lots of conspiracy circulating around how the pullout could be so bad. Um, is it possible that the strategy was actually this bad, or are we are we missing something here? I mean, the Taliban has a new military. I think it's over 80,000 vehicles. They could probably fend off any type of insurgency in the region. What do you think is the reason behind this, and what do you think this means for the future of the country and the region? Well, inshallah, you know, my brothers, I remember <laughs> on, your, your, uh, your uh, cable, I think your cable network or somebody that worked in your government called the Taliban our brothers. So that I just was to the, get on uh, that. Well, yeah, that's the Minister of Equality and Female Affairs, I believe is her title. And she said, the Tal- our, our brothers, the Taliban. Yeah, the Afghani refugees here did not like that. Yeah, that sounds uh, a little bit good, you know what I mean? To be actually coming out strong like that and and calling the Taliban your brothers. I mean, besides the fact that some of them, uh, I'm not sure if the Taliban, some of them are probably having sex with with young boys. So I guess in that way, they have the brotherhood going on there. But ultimately speaking, uh, you know, it was a disastrous pullout. I've never been a big fan of uh, Islam. I don't care. I've met some, you know, great people who claim to be Muslims. They're not really strong practicing Muslims. I think Islam is a dangerous ideology. I think that we should have been very careful in that region. Uh, number one, to you know, obviously not continue endless wars, but to realize that we didn't want to repeat Syria 2.0 um, uh, on terms of an immigration crisis, which we currently have going on right now. And then we also didn't want to repeat Saigon 2.0 in terms of a nasty pullout militarily. We basically got everything wrong uh, because of our generals talking mostly here about being woke and trying to identify white rage, uh, you know, letting military members use government funds to chop off their peepees uh, and become the tea people. And so we've had our priorities off. And unfortunately, all the rainbow flags and critical race theory um, didn't equip our soldiers for the disastrous leadership. And when we leave all those weapons there like that, it's just a mocking, it's it's a mocking uh, shot from the entire world to us that it looks like we couldn't even get equipment out, we couldn't even bomb the equipment. I mean, we are that absolutely pathetic. And to have our president on the stage literally saying, we are not, there's no way that the, the government is gonna collapse. And then we find out it did collapse. And then we realize he was talking to the president uh, of Afghanistan saying that he knew that things might collapse, but they wanted to lie to the public together and make a different public image. That's impeachable. Um, This has been a scam. And uh, if he doesn't die in office, I mean, he needs to be removed. And Kathleen Kamala, well, I don't think she's much better, to be completely honest. She's like a hyena. And she also is like one of the lowest polling people. And she also might have, you know, to get into the office. I, that's a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but people say it is. People say it's true. I'm not saying it is. I don't Passing the mic to people. Sydney now. Uh, 
Sydney, there's so many comments. I mean, Biden said it, that they expect them to do the right thing. Trudeau said that, you know, um, we expect them to step up. They, they said they were, they were hoping that they were going to have the inclusive feminist government, which obviously didn't happen within hours. Are the politicians so lost that it's hard for them to come up with any reasoning or strategy without just throwing to buzzwords like we need a, a feminist government and things of that nature? You know, it's kind of an interesting point that you bring up the whole inclusive feminist government or the pro-women uh, government that apparently the Americans think that the Taliban will construct, <laughs> considering that a huge portion of Islam requires women to effectively be treated as second-class citizens. That's an interesting concept. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. This is why people think when they're like, Sydney, why are you doing a show with Elijah? He doesn't like women. And I'm like, I know Elijah loves women. It's the Taliban that doesn't actually to confirm. No, but it's bizarre to me that you have this virtue signaling. No, you know what? It's not bizarre to me. It's expected that there's virtue signaling coming out of the White House for many of the reasons that Elijah just, you know, articulated. And I think it's quite, again, it's quite humorous because you have the White House saying one thing when on the other hand, the, the reality, and it's not a joking matter, but the reality reality is that you have these people trying to enforce Sharia law, which has some very, very, it's predominantly an anti-woman set of ideals and ideologies. And I think Islam is exactly the same. And I know that Islam has a stranglehold over there in Canada, like it also does in Australia too. So that's quite terrifying when you think about that. But I mean, if anybody's surprised that this is what the, the government is saying here in the US, I don't know what to tell you, you haven't been paying attention. I mean, it's like Elijah said, they're, they're, they're more concerned with promoting this woke, virtue signaling, ridiculous ideology than they are actually calling a spade a spade and saying, hey, what we let happen in Afghanistan is completely and utterly not okay. What's going to happen to not only women and girls, but as Elijah rightly pointed out, the little boys, because there are customs in Afghanistan where little boys are treated, dressed up as little girls and are treated as, I don't know what I can say on your show, Andrew, but like effectively there's, sex objects. It's like sex dolls for them. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, disgusting. there's a lot of really, really messed up things that come out of um, regimes like this. And I, and I think that we can't understate that. The fact that the uh, the fact that our government is, honestly makes me want to just fling myself into a volcano. Are there any volcanoes in America? I think we're looking Bye. for a volcano in Afghanistan so we can throw the Taliban in there. Honestly speaking, do you know that, that when that woman asked, when they were like, oh, are you guys going to have an inclusive, like, going to respect women's rights and stuff? You're like, brother, these the boys are back in town. This is oh. this is Islam. Wait, no, no. There was a vice. I don't know if you guys saw. I don't know if your audience saw or you saw, Andrew, but there was a, you're talking about that vice clip where the woman says, so, she's a reporter, and she goes, mm -hmm. so, basically, you know, do you, what do you think of women's rights? Are you going to institute women's rights? And no joke, these Taliban people or these, these terrorists start to laugh, and they're like, <laughs> turn the camera off. <laughs> it's just because they don't, because they don't value women. Let's be bloody real. They don't value women. There is no nothing feminist about Islam as an ideology. Can we just put that out there? Yeah. And can we also say, too, to the people who continually defend Islam by saying, like, well, I know a good Muslim. Yes. OK, oh. I have, too. But when you look at the amount of people who are sympathetic in Islam to the to ISIS over over time. And when you look at actually studies, do you know this? I, I don't know if you know this, Andrew. Do you know that, that there's been a fight recently about the UK government uh, because they've been saying that the armed forces of the UK are not diverse enough? But after doing some fact checking, it turns out during the height of ISIS that more, uh, more Muslims left 
or were, were overseas fighting for Islamic extremist groups than for the armed forces. And then fact checkers came in and said, oh, Trump was lying. It is not 1,500 people that were fighting for ISIS and only 565 or 465, I think, or no, 565 fighting for the armed forces. Only 465 uh, Muslims were fighting for ISIS that we could count, even though there's no database and we don't really know. On top of that, yes, there are other groups like Al-Qaeda and they were people fighting with the Taliban and people fighting with, uh, I think it's like Al-Nursa. And also, yeah, okay, then we don't know how many, but there's tons of groups. But in the end, like imagine that there were more UK Muslims fighting for Islam overseas than fighting for their own government. That's, oh, diversity is our strength. Well, at least in that specific place of military strength, it looks like diversity was your weakness and it didn't have a net positive. That's why I'm not a fan of Islam. It's not because like maybe those 465 people or 500 or whatever it was were cool. But then there's like, yeah, but there's more of them that hate the country fighting against Western values. Like that's not racist to say they were fighting against their own country's coalition. They That shows you what the ideology predominantly breeds, which are enemies of Western civilization and freedom. And that's been well documented and known. And so it's like destabilizing the situation and bringing these people over to our countries is just absolutely ridiculously stupid. They don't want to be Westerners. They don't want to blend in. And for the few that may really want to do that, good, then go through strict standards, do what you need to do. But this is a this is a disaster, and they're using this to fundamentally change and transform Western countries. And Trudeau loves it. He's like, bring more of them in. How dare you extrapolate from history, Elijah Schaefer. He, he is, um, in fact, a walking vagina, is he not? <laughs> yes, Trudeau. He yes. opens his mouth, and I'm like, I don't know I could do that. Goodness wow, me. Wow, you know, someone put tampon in that. Just I don't have restrictions up. on the speech in my show, but you guys are just looking to get segments cut out. I want to bleep it. You can bleep it. I'll bleep everything. It makes um, it more fun if you bleep it, actually. Maybe people are like, what are they saying? <laughs> maybe we'll just chalk it up to uh, not hearing uh, Sydney's accent or not understanding her accent. Um, I want to get to, like, there's so many conspiracy theories that are coming true these days. I'm inclined to, inclined to read some of them. And the possibility of climate emergencies came up to me um, about a year ago, I'd say, when, when everybody's saying the next thing for lockdowns is going to be climate change lockdowns and to mitigate, you know, pollution and carbon emissions. When I did streeters um, at a, what are, what are they called? Uh, uh, I forget the name of the group. They're all around the world. Uh, Extinction Rebellion. Thank you, producer Justin. When I was at one of their protests, uh, they were saying that th things are doing well right now climate-wise because of the lockdowns. So I want to uh, play one of Joe Biden's most recent clips where I I'm sure after this, people are going to start saying the lockdowns are coming for climate. Can we play that, Justin? For decades, uh, scientists have warned of extreme weather. Uh, would be more extreme and climate change was here and we're living through it now. We don't have any more time. I hope no one, uh, I've, I've been on the telephone or on the road uh, an awful lot uh, between uh, California, Idaho, uh, New Orleans, uh, excuse me, not New Orleans, Louisiana, but in New Orleans, Mississippi, <laughs> and uh, you know, here. I mean, every part of the country, every part of the country is getting hit by extreme weather. And uh, we're now what? living in real time what the no, country is going to look like. We're fine over we here. Do some, we can't turn it back very much, but we can prevent it from getting worse. And uh, so uh, we're all in this together. And we've got to uh, <laughs> we've got to make sure that we don't leave any community behind. And it's all across the country. 
New Orleans, no, not New Orleans, New Orleans, Louisiana, but also New Orleans. It's a very confusing time to have Joe Biden. Sydney Watson, are climate lockdowns coming? Yeah, well, you know, I'd actually never thought about it. I watched a video of Justin Trudeau actually uh, making a Freudian I can't even speak. Freudian slip. Freudian slip between uh, saying something about COVID and saying something about climate change. And he basically insinuated the same thing. So although I, I hadn't put much stock into it until you just brought it up, I can't see a reason why they would not start instituting this because people need to remember that there's now all this legislation in place. And not only that, but you have a precedent that's been set. That means that at any given opportunity, government, you know, not well, any government, not, not just federal, but also the state governments can now enact some of this crazy emergency legislation. And who's to say then that, that they're not going to do that for the climate crisis? I think it's a weird one, too, because the more that people turn away from climate change and the more that people question the narrative of climate change, the more that they're going to start to enforce this sort of stuff. And I don't really buy into a lot of the conspiracy stuff. Like, I'm pretty on the fence about a lot of it. You know, I go, well, there could be some truth to it, but I would really like to see some cold, hard evidence more than anything. And with this, it no, honestly, I really now I'm worried. Ah, oh, Andrew, now I'm worried. <laughs> now I'm going to get new fat. Show. Uh, I like the fact that she said she's not into conspiracy theories, but she's actually Q. (laughs) (laughs) This is Q, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't that little, little crippled, uh, disabled boy. Remember, did you watch that? They thought it was a disabled boy. Um, Well, I'm just going to say I'm going to drop it here. It was Sydney this entire time. You guys got you guys got duped. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I always knew that Trump was coming back. I just I needed to let everybody know. August is over. Pillow gate is over. Elijah, I want to talk to you about, I think, your most important online beef of all time. It's uh, monumental. It's causing waves. And it's the beef with the TikTok girl with the pronouns um, from a week or so ago. it, she's one of these, you know, pronoun girls who she's going to explain the uh, the pronouns to, that five other people use in her high school. I watch the cringe. I love the cringe. We watch it at my house. People tell me to turn it off. The TikTok cringe. Um, let's go ahead and show the video, which was actually a response to you that she made. So like a 2004 mixtape, uh, she responded to your response. Yeah. And I just want to play this because it, it's great. <laughs> Hello friends, it's Lesbian Snow White here, aka the Pronoun Gal, and on a super offensive podcast known as Slightly Offensive, <laughs> they decided to talk about one of my TikTok videos known as the Non-Binary Parent Title Video, which has been circulating around the conservative TikTok area for God knows what reason. Anyway, here's what they said, and I have some stuff to say afterwards. I had an epiphany about these things. Why guys like dumb girls? Maybe this is what this is. Maybe what we're seeing here is the involvement of the stupid girls who just like wanted sexual attention. So, Women want to get attention. attention. It's not even offensive. It's just true. The point is, if you're like this girl, you in a bikini, you know, your OnlyFans is going to become your only fan. You know, <laughs> drop the S. She's cute, but she's not like, doesn't exude sexual energy. She loses that like, cute little nerdy energy, right? She's yeah. cute. She's not going to get 10,000 likes. You know, she gets 10,000 likes spreading propaganda. Mm-hmm. It's just an attention seeking thing. In a cute way. Which is why it's always gay, queer men, and these kind of looking girls that are making these kind of videos. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we are in desperate need of a better education system. One where we are taught how to love and respect each other because, wow, this type of hate is just rooted within the system. And it is so sad to see. It is so disheartening. And I just... Producer Justin really nodding along with this one. Elijah, can you expand on what your point was in that video? And is it because you have not been educated in love? 
So let's just break down a few things. Number one, before I even talk about what I said, her part of we need a new education system. Like I'm not a teacher. Like I'm not involved in the education system. I don't know what she's referring it's to. Teach you to learn how to love. Is well, why and, we need. and when did the education system become about teaching people how to learn and love? Like that has nothing <laughs> to do with the education system, ma'am. But also too, um, and then and then I love she's like, it's just hate. And like I, I literally said nice things about her. Number one, I said that she was nice. So the key thing about her, can, can we get her on screen? Is there any way we can get her on screen? Like just a just a video of her when she's yeah, talking when so. she introduces herself. She she is got these real like kind of like sexual movements. It's kind of like kitty like play porn type stuff and she's got these like kind of revealing outfits where she like, shows her stomach and yeah see that's my point is like and she's kind of like acting like so cute and she se- emphasizes her sexuality at the beginning she's a lesbian she wants everyone to know and so my whole point is that basically like a lot of these tiktok cringe people are people who they couldn't get like famous from being like hot or sexy like she's not good and looking enough to where if she took her shirt off or like showed her cleavage if it exists that that she's going to get a lot of people to follow her so she's got to find another way to kind of whore herself out to the public in a certain way and get people to like buy into her bullshit and the way that she does that is by doing weird sexual movements showing her stomach and then spreading propaganda because propaganda and cleavage are both contagious to the eyes of many people so and, and so it's true so she uses something else and she's very popular good on her for using it. And so my point was actually praising her saying she's actually really successful with propaganda. She combines kind of like sexual energy with propaganda because her boobs couldn't do it alone. And that is a real factual statement. And I rest my case. Hate speech is not okay, Sydney. Uh, Hate speech is not okay, Sydney. Sydney, let me pose a question to you, please. Okay. Listen. <laughs> I, I, I just want to point out that she's saying like hate speech is not okay. This is part of the system. And, and it seems like on one hand, uh, she's just saying someone who's disagreeing with her is simultaneously just a big part of the system. But at the same time, she's espousing these bud, buzzwords and phrases that only the system approves of, that the system artificially pushes to the top of your feet. So she's also saying that you're fear, fearful of her. Where do you think she's coming from on this? And, and we're at a part in society, I guess, where TikTok is a major role and uh, and she's saying things that are approved essentially by the state. I mean, this is China's app. And then she's saying that you're a part of the system and the system needs to be changed to make sure you're more loving. What, are, what sense can we make of her side of the aisle on this? Don't you find it funny though that this girl is probably born out of academia, that she probably went to university yeah. and picked up all these ideas and buzzwords and sentences and phrases from university? Because I know that for anybody who's been to university who has spent any length of time there, you if you come out of it not being brainwashed and a little bit brain dead, you have you are doing great. You are smooth sailing. Life will be great for you. So yeah, no, I actually I totally agree with what you're saying here. It's funny to me that these people are so indoctrinated that they don't realize that they are in fact a product of the system that they seem to want to criticize. It's bizarre, right? Like if you control everything, the media, Hollywood, uh, the governments, if you control the press, the free press, all that sort of stuff, and yet you complain that there's still racism and transphobia and all this sort of stuff, it's like, yeah, but you guys control that. So either you're not doing a very Mm -hmm. good job at ameliorating it or you are in fact all those things that you claim that you dislike. And I think that this is case in point of that. Also, it's hilarious to me that she's saying that Elijah's being hateful too, because he complimented her quite a lot. I mean, you said, said she was cute. You said, yeah, you said she was cute. I just said that she didn't have enough sexual energy to take her clothes off and to get the following. So she so she took off her, her humility and her pride and her ego, and apparently her entire reputation and decided to push 
this stuff, which is propaganda, state-enforced propaganda, but it because is. it's edgy and it's new, it's a good way to get following. So it's that same kind of like slut mentality. I didn't say she's a slut, but it's a slut mentality where the girls want attention and they just want people to like like, put like. So a girl will like whore herself out online mm-hmm. and show her, like pull, pull her breasts out. And even like that goes with all, you know, everywhere that women's beauty is one of their highest esteemed features. And I'm not anti-woman. It's just a lot of girls know that that's an easy way to get ahead. And so then if that's not the option for you, if you're not drop dead gorgeous or have this kind of way just lure people in, then you're going to have to find another extreme way to sell your soul. And that way she's chosen to sell her soul is to spread lies and things that damage people's psyche and brain and crush them because we are attracted to the things that destroy us, like alcohol, cigarettes, of course, pornography, and also these ideas. The human brain is naturally, we are born into a, a fallen state. And so we are attracted to the things that will make us incomplete and broken. And she capitalizes off that. And for that, she's a champion and a warrior of evil and darkness. And she does it with a pretty cute little voice. And it's disgusting. And I see through your bullshit. <laughs> I, have you noticed, too, that I love when these girls do this, like, little fluffy movements that they're mm-hmm. like, hello. Let me, <laughs> let me spread brainwashing material to you so you and then act the, like I'm good. you got to get the arm movements. Eliza's yeah, been taking fluffy. a lot of talking points from John Doyle, I think, is what I just heard there. They spend way too much time together, those two. They might as well just, like, basically they're getting to that point where they're ready to conform and become one amoeba one rather than just yes. single life forms. No, there's just, I just, now that I have, you know when people have, like, a token black friend? Yeah. I have a token woman in my life now, and publicly. So then now, so then now I'm like, well, I couldn't hate women. Look, there's one right there. <laughs> Look, my co-host <laughs> is a woman. She, we did a thing together. No, I love, I love, I love women. I love women, and I think that that's the point. People, <laughs> these people hate, these people hate women, actually. I love women enough that I'll be honest about women and men's strengths and weaknesses. This woman wants to live in a world that's a lie. And she's, that's the thing is, she sounded like she got slightly offended. Very, very cool segue. Since you guys are talking about how well you mesh together, before I let you go, I want to play a little bit of a newlywed style game with you. And and you guys have to know, in my opinion, as co-hosts, you have to know everything about each other in order to have a show together or else you wouldn't. So I'm going to start with you, Sydney. Sydney, if Elijah Schaefer were president, what would his first executive order be? (laughs) I don't know if I can say. (laughs) I'm going to tell you after we finish filming what I think your first executive order would be, and you need to tell me if it's right. I don't think I can say, Andrew. I think you'll bleep me. But it has to do with, it has to do with, uh, actually, no, I can't tell you. Okay, you can't I know that. I know what it is. Yep. Elijah. (laughs) Yeah, he agrees. (laughs) Elijah, if... Sydney Watson worked in the Biden administration. What would her preferred job be out of the following? Secretary of hair sniffing, top aide in charge of dressing Joe Biden in the morning, or traveling assistant who must visit Bill Clinton once a week? Oh, um, does, does the visiting Bill Clinton require any extra under the table work, if you know what I mean? It's all unsaid on this, <laughs> in this game. <laughs> I think out of all of those, I, you know, Bill, Bill, at least Bill's given up on life, I would say. So I'd have to reason her into going with Bill because I think Bill's reasoned and then maybe they could find a way to completely get, uh, I think if she took that job, I would talk her into getting it with Bill so she could talk Hillary out of just ever speaking in public again. So that but would be. I just don't want to end up suicided. That would be my only reservation. I was going to say that you don't want to end up wearing pantsuits, but maybe that's what you want. Uh, look, I like a good pantsuit. They can be flattering. I heard Bill's good, good in bed. I don't want to find that out. I don't want to know if Bill is good in bed. Silver Fox? I you want like access a fox? to all of his you rich like friends. Fox? I do like a silver fox. Okay. Yes. 
Sydney, if let's say you get COVID and you have to leave the new show, who does Elijah uh -huh. who does Elijah choose as your replacement? AOC, Beto O'Rourke, or Bernie Sanders? No, oh, I feel like Bernie would be your pick so that you can just mittens it up the whole time. Bernie would be nice. Bernie would be like, but AOC once again, would be good for ratings. I'm asking you for some far review. <laughs> once again, we're back. Not you're here once again. Hey, what's that? Once again, you're here. Not Beto, though. Beto would be like bottom of the list, but maybe I think it would. I think Beto is a bottom. Yeah, he, we, uh, well, possibly. We don't He's know. The, I think, we oh, should... no, oh, bottom. Why oh, you, so it's a bottom should... list. Bottom on our up. list of people who are probably bottoms. He's at your. He's, uh, he's, he's in both capacities, but probably AOC because then she's good for ratings, you know. And you can crazy eyes it. I already do the crazy eyes. We can replace. She can make me a drink. Many drinks, <laughs> you know. And she actually has tits, so it's great. I can I can concur, and maybe she, that's why she's not on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have to subject herself to that. I think this is my last question, unless I think of another one. Elijah, and this one's going to bother Sydney. Elijah, if Sydney Watson had to get married from the following list of men, who would it be? John Doyle, Sean Fitzgerald, actual justice warrior, or Will Witt? Put her on the spot right now. Ooh. And then I want to get Sydney's. She is pretty shallow with looks, so I would could think Will, but I would have to say John Doyle. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I've thought about this. Right, John is too young <laughs> for me. But if he was a couple he's years, like se he's like seven years younger than you. Don't help my age. <laughs> he's fifteen. He's twelve. <laughs> <laughs> um, John is too young for me, but John is actually quite clever and I like his brain. So yeah, that will work. We could just implant it to someone older. Shout out to John Doyle. Follow John Doyle on his YouTube channel. Yeah. But I mean, I also like Sean from Actual Justice Warrior. He's a sweetie pie, but he would just, we're too similar. Wouldn't that's what I was going to say. I think that that's Will's too close to home because he's actually your age. So I don't want to make you feel <laughs> awkward. Yeah. I do like them like little sugar baby boys. Yeah. I know. I was going to say, because I think also too. I think it would have to be John just because John already lives in Texas and yes. and you need people that want to live in Texas. Yes. Where are you at, Will? <laughs> <laughs> Mustache grooming, I think he's where he's at. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. We'll see how much of this can actually air. Uh, go subscribe to You Are Here on YouTube at youtube.com slash you are here daily. Watch Sydney's channel. Watch Slightly Offensive on YouTube and everything on Blaze TV. Any last words for you guys? Any rants you want to go on before uh, my producer's head explodes? Um, I think for the most part we're good, but since we didn't talk about a lot of things too, just remember that the LGBTQ has went from a sexual orientation representation group to a militant far left ideology that is taxing the minds of children. And some places up to 60% of junior high youth consider themselves LGBTQ, which has changed exponentially. They're being brainwashed and poisoned into thinking they're things they're not. And eventually they all want us to be transgender mutants that cut off of our body parts and that we just beg them to be allowed the free to step outside without our 20th vaccine booster shot and our twice daily <laughs> pill. That's my last rant.